0: Hello, and welcome to another edition of My Media Life, brought to you by the World Media Group. My name is Arif Durrani, and each edition we'll be talking to what we hope will be uh, interesting and insightful media marketing leaders from around the world. And this week, we're delighted to be joined by none other than Josh Krajewski, the Global Chief Operating Officer and the CEO of of mediacom and the ceo of amir at Mediacom. two big job titles there both of which i'm sure at least half of our listeners um have no idea what you do josh So it's, <coughs> you know we'll touch on that um but yeah thank you welcome for uh and, and thanks for joining us um we'll dive straight in actually you're following um uh sir martin soul who obviously used to work with for for quite a few years and uh, then parted ways quite publicly with wpp are you still in touch with sir martin well thanks for having me Arif. nice to see you um
1: uh so I, uh, what a question so so um i'm not in contact with martin uh, anymore he, uh, not for any you know specific reason martin was a brilliant um leader of wpp massively helpful as when he was the when he was running the group uh, always i think you know he's quite famous for being um Kind of always on and always available, and uh, he always was for people like myself when we needed help on clients or pitches. And so, he, no, he was he was he was excellent. But but obviously, we don't work together anymore. So no. Uh, now I have a, a brilliant WPP Mark Reed, who is who is equally helpful, and uh, 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 and as you can, as I'm sure you're seeing. You know the group's doing really well. WPP is doing really well under his leadership, so so that's great. And it looks like S four C is doing very well as well. So Martin's doing great things in his in his new in his new life. But um, but yeah, not really in contact anymore.
0: Yeah, nice words. Thank you, Josh. Thanks for answering a, a question which wasn't one of the official nine questions, <laughs> but that's what I get us after. Make sure you're on your toes this morning. Yeah. Um, OK, Okay. So, more scripted now. What does the media industry mean to you, Josh? Well, I mean, I've I've worked in the media industry for 24 years now.
1: And um I've always been on agency side. I've always done different things, I've I've done all sorts of different roles within um agencies. And um I had my own agency at one time. I've worked for independent agencies, I've worked for group agencies. Um and I suppose I've just I've always been really grateful, I suppose, for to to be. Given all the different opportunities that I've had over the years, and I think the media industry is just filled with brilliant, creatively minded people who, who I think have got their feet on the ground. Like I think that's a, that's kind of a, quite a universal trait of media industry types, um, sort of down to earth, smart people with small egos, and that's what we look for at MediaCom when we're hiring people. And I think that the industry's full of people like that. So I feel I feel like you know I owe this industry quite a lot, actually
0: yeah that's that's a great answer thank you um and, and just tell us so global chief operating officer is that an internal facing role or are you seeing clients as well
1: yeah no I mean I've got I, 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 I don't think met anyone in an agency doesn't work with clients yeah uh, in this day and age and I know COO can mean so many different things uh for different people and in, in different types of companies so my job's really, i have as you said, I've got two jobs. I'm global CEO, I'm, I'm a mere CEO. So as a mere CEO, my role is really working with the local markets. So I've got all of the local market CEOs come up into me. And so I have a central team um, of specialist leaders. And together we work with the local markets on um, really trying to kind of find, find ways to surface all of, the, all of the innovation and smarts and spread it across the region. Uh, as much as possible um we've got a very strong network culture um so i would say you know i speak to all the local market ceos every two weeks together um i think that's been a benefit of what happened in the pandemic actually is that it's sort of technology brought us all together a lot more we've kept that going so we've got a very open dialogue where we all talk to each other a lot and i think what that means is that what it creates is a, situ- a kind of a, a, a culture where everyone will do things for each other like nothing's done through force people genuinely want to help each other out and 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 really I suppose my role is to try and facilitate that and try and create a culture where people want to help each other out um obviously I'm very very um competitive and um kind of my biggest KPI was always when I took over the CEO of Amir role to to make sure that uh Mediacom was the number one agency in Amir um and we are so um that's really about kind of driving new business both locally and uh, at a regional level um and obviously i'm client facing across all of our european clients as well so i have relationships with all of our lead european clients and then my global coo role is um really about trying to balance global um global objectives with local realities so You know, we have um, lots of really, really important global clients with global client needs, and those global clients execute across the world in all of the markets. And we're in like we're in like 96 different markets around uh, across the world and often. The, the, the objective of a global client and of Mediacom globally might be different from what uh, a local market reality is. And so my job really is about trying to harmonise that as much as possible, I would say, um, and particularly across the G12, so kind of our, our biggest 12 markets. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's, that's a, a part of the COO role. The, the other part of it really is about um, making sure that um, – we've got strong global client hubs in, so we've got client hubs in London, New York, Paris, Dusseldorf, Amsterdam, Singapore, yeah. and that they come up into me. And so I think my job there is really about making sure that we've got really strong leadership in all of those different places. Okay. And, and that, awesome. and that okay. a client, wherever they are, wherever they turn up, they're going to get the same experience from Mediacom.
0: Yeah, no, I appreciate that context. And it leads on actually to, so the, the question here, what's your favourite thing about your current job? With that context in mind, or you well, I think. I think my favorite thing about my favorite thing about. Um, I think my favorite thing
1: about the. I like a lot of stuff about my job, actually. I mean, I, I love working with the local markets. I really do. I, I. I'm going to Madrid today. Actually, I'm flying to Madrid today, um, and I love. You know, meeting people on the ground, our clients, our leaders, and our teams. I, like, I really enjoy that and um i've missed it massively so that's a a thing i love about my job and i also really really love having a global um kind of having a global footprint and actually being able to make decisions with the team with you know nick lawson my boss and with the people around me and kind of that actually really impact the globe and i I love that that's what i love about having a global job um and so
0: yeah, I think those are probably the things I like the most. Yeah, very interesting. Now, if you were starting out in the industry today, where would you like to begin? What what sort of job do you mean? Like what sort yeah. of company or, or what country, or what company, or you know, what specialism? Because obviously the media business has expanded significantly in the past 25 years in which you've been working you came in from a digital side didn't you is that right well I actually did it's good
1: I mean, it's a really good question I didn't I came in as a tv buyer so that was the first job I ever had as a tv buyer I then went into planning and then I went and then I joined a strategy consultancy at St Luke's the ad agency and then I went into digital so I did a few things before I went into digital and they were really good grounding before going into digital. And I think, I suppose in answer to your question, I don't think there's any right, right or wrong answer to it. you could you can the great thing about our industry is you can do anything and then you can move to something else. And then you can move to something else. And all the experiences that you have and whatever specialism you do are valuable. So it doesn't really matter, like there's no wrong decision. And I, so, and it's fun, you know, I was on a call earlier today with our UK team and they they've established a very over the last 12 months they've established quite quickly a scaled e-commerce offering where they do everything in e-commerce literally everything in e-commerce and they're doing it at pace and at scale and they're starting to service some of our global clients out of the UK in other markets now what I love about that is partly it shows the entrepreneurialism of a of actually quite a scaled operation that we've already got at Mediacom so that you know, that entrepreneurial spirit is still there. But also, so so when you were just talking, you were saying, where would you go? Like the first thing that popped into my head is, well, e-com is a great place to be right now. But equally, it doesn't have to be. Like you can move into that down the line as well. So I suppose my point is, is anyone who's interested in coming into the industry, my, my advice would be tr- just try and find something that you think is interesting and get into it. And then you, you know, the world will just open up for you, and then try different things.
0: Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. I think the media industry, unlike many other professions or, or business verticals, you really can make your own path, and uh, and the path changes all the time. Absolutely. So, with that in mind, what do you think your own secret talent or special talent is? Well, I, I'm. I,
1: I think my probably might the thing that I have always had that's been very sort of um consistent in my life since as long as I can remember is I'm a pretty good judge of character um and yeah I just have a pretty good feel for people generally and my wife like my wife and I sort of joke about it quite a lot like she'll often sort of just go she often has to come to me to get my perspective on things but i think that's been a thing that's always been true to me and is really true to me in my career as well like i just i kind of i kind of i think i get people quite well
0: yeah I, and it's a really underrated special talent that actually my wife's very good at it too and um it's a soft skill but it's it's actually it's getting uh, increasingly recognized as a uh, a really good driving force especially when it comes to building cultures which you know in the context of the jobs as you described what you're doing now it makes sense and anyone who i ask about you know, i ask a few people beforehand and you know everyone talks about your empathy and your uh, you know the fact that you're the media is people first uh, agency you know the you know being empathetic obviously goes a long way um so yeah well done on that um what's the one piece of advice that has helped during your career I mean I think the um
1: I think the thing that was I always felt when I first started in the industry was about trying I think it's the thing that I learned quite early that I say to other people is take yourself out of your comfort zone as much as possible you know and I think I think that's uh, obviously feels like quite an unnatural thing for people to do but it's definitely the thing that I did, I always sort of put my hand up for stuff that naturally felt like I didn't want to do. Like it, I'd put, I'd say, yeah. You know, someone would say, "Do you want to do this? Do you want to work on this pitch?" And I'd say, "Yes," even though I didn't want to work on this pitch. I wanted to go and hang out with my mates. Mm-hmm. But actually, I would put my out, put my hand up, and say yes, and stretch myself, and push myself, and make myself feel uncomfortable. And I think that that was the best thing that I've always I could ever do. And I think it's the thing that I still do now, actually. And like, you know, when I talk like when i talk to nick like nick will often say to me you know that what he likes about working with me is that i just sort of throw myself into the stuff that's like really hard and and i think um i kind of get a bit of a buzz off it really and um i that's what i would yeah that's what i encourage people to do as much as possible because that's when you really kind of learn what you're about and and, and, you know, when we're growing, that's when we're at our best. And, you know, we should always be growing. So that's my yeah, advice.
0: Yeah, it's a great answer. And just for those um, uh, listening, uh, that's uh, Nick Lawson, the global CEO of MediaCom. When you say you listen to Nick, not just any Nick. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now, in terms of um, just thinking about the, the media industry and the output, obviously, it's for the World Media Group. You know, where do you get your daily news from? Uh, So when you're traveling around, you know, it sounds like you're traveling quite a lot again now that, you know, COVID situation is improving. Um, You know, do you try and get some local market information as you move or do you you switch to an international news audience, you know, a a news feed? How how do you play it? That's such a great question. I mean, I'd love to I'd love to
1: I'd love to be more of an internationalist than I really am, if I'm honest with you. But I mean, I, I. I, I'm all I'm all about UK media, honestly. When it comes to what the media, the, where I get my news from, so I occasionally read the Guardian and the and, and the FT online, uh, particularly during the week if I'm travelling. Um, I always read the Saturday Times and the Sunday Times, um, which come to my to my house in the weekends. Uh, I listen to Radio Four in the mornings, um, less so if I'm travelling. But I like to listen to them on the way to work. I like to listen to, to, to the Today program. I've got Sky News on constantly, um, and I often have Sky Sports News playing uh, on the TV during the day. Um, And for industry news, I tend to read campaign, drum, uh, adage. So those I'd say are where – and that's quite a lot of news, but those are where I get
0: my news from. Yeah, good answer. Thank you. And in terms of media brands now, which are most important to you and by this we mean it could be lifestyle, it could be you know you incorporate things which aren't perhaps uh, news media. Well,
1: I mean, I listen. I think the US streamers are getting more important in my in, in everyday life just because the more you know i i i watch tv a lot and i lo- and i lo- watch watch drama a lot and it's coming from all the, a lot of the us based streamers now um so they are playing an increasing amount uh, sort of taking up an increasing amount of my of my time in my in my day to day life but the media brands that i'd call out are probably more uk ones where i live and where i consume most of my media so sky i mean sky is always the first one that comes to life partly because they're my client and have been for over 10 years. So I've got very close relationship with them as a company and as brand, and I want them to be successful. So mm-hmm. they're important to me, but I'm also quite impressed by their culture. Um, and, you know, they, 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 they are, you know, I talked about a scale business, which is innovative and entrepreneurial. I think they are a very innovative company and a disruptive company. And yet they're a scale company. So, uh, so I think they're, they, you know, are, I love them and they challenge us and they reward us in equal measure. And so they're an important media brand to me. I, I, I My family, so I come from a family, I don't know if you know this, but I come from a family of lovies. So um, my dad was a TV producer, a drama TV producer, my brother, an actor, his wife is Abby Morgan, who's a playwright, film writer. Okay. Um, and this means that I like, I could watch TV drama all day long, um, and I love any kind of media broadcaster that, that that creates good drama. And actually, I'd say loads of them do now, actually. And I'm probably not loyal to one brand more than another. Um, but I think that all of the commercial broadcasters are doing fantastic work in drama right now, honestly. Um, I think Chan- Channel 4 is a company I admire, definitely. I think they, you know, their focus on inclusivity, um now more than ever is uncompromising and it's incredibly impressive um and i think some of the work that they've done over the past 12 months has been amazing
0: do you think it Um, needs to be privatized sorry you think it needs to be privatized i mean is it is it fine how it is
1: yeah it's fine how it is (laughs) honestly
0: uh okay resolve that one for the industry then they can move on (laughs) exactly
1: yeah (laughs) i agree Um, i think um i mean I, i like global global are, 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 are like i think it's like sky they're they're kind of they're a company that sort of have quite a forensic approach to to um to the customer experience and um i think they're you know it's always interesting to see how that as a media brand is evolving and then when i think about the digital brands i probably spend more time with google and youtube than i do any of the other digital players um social media i don't spend that much time i spend a bit of time but not that much time on um, at the moment obviously i recognize how important social is in, in in the world of media now and what impact it has on people's lives both positive and negative but i think personally i don't spend that much time on it really um how do you switch off from always being on i mean i struggle if i'm honest i i, I think like most people i i tend to think too much um, and when things are really kind of stressful, and I've got a lot going on with work, and I'm feeling anxious, I suffer from insomnia. So I get bouts of that where I just, you know, I can't, I, 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 sw- I can't switch off in the middle of the night. Um, but I think what I try to do as much as possible, and it's difficult when I'm work when I'm spending time with you, because I work, the US is a kind of quite a big part of my role. And when I'm spending time with the US, it's quite difficult. You have to work quite late into the evening and I struggle with switching off at night and switching off for me in the evening is really important. So um, I try and do that as much as possible when I'm with the US, it's difficult. But I think things that I do are I meditate, um, I practice yoga, um, I go to the gym, read, cook. Um, I watch loads of TV, probably too much TV. Um you quite like
0: podcasts, don't
1: you? I remember you. you yeah, yeah, them. yeah. I, I do. I mean, I really like. I really like podcasts that are actually just like chats. So, so I'm not like into the kind of true true fiction stuff. But I, so a, a podcast that I'm loving at the moment is Smartless. So Smartless is um, it's hilarious. Basically, it's really really funny. I, I love I love things that make me laugh because things that make me laugh chill me out. And this this podcast Smartless uh i'd recommend to anybody uh it's three actors who just kind of hang out with each other and take the mick out of each other and each of them and what happens is one of them invites an a-list celebrity onto the podcast and then the other two don't know who it's going to be and then the three of them interview that person and sort of rib each other while they're doing it and it's brilliant it's really funny and i recommend it smartless
0: yeah, it it is amazing. You you told me about it a couple of weeks ago, and I've been yeah. absolutely hooked. I've just listened oh, good. To Tom York, uh, radio head, they pulled on, but uh, I'll definitely recommend it. Yeah. So it's the idea that the other people in the studio don't know who's about to be dropped as a as a, as a big main guest, and then they they all uh, interview them, and it's yeah really really uh, addictive. I'd say. Um, okay. Now, final question: Who or what inspires you, Josh? Oh,
1: I mean, I'm. Um... I'm literally surrounded by people who are smarter than me, both at home and at work. Prettier than um, you, too, mainly. What's that? Prettier than you as well. <laughs> yeah, prettier saying. as well. Smarter, just generally better than yeah. me in every way. Um, so I'm inspired by everyone around me. Really, I mean, I work like at work. I work with I work with all of the specialist leaders, kind of who are the best, and you know they, they are world class at what they do. Yeah. So I'm constantly surprised, uh, so, uh, inspired by them. I also work with all of our local CEOs who are amazing. So, so, uh, you know, we, and we deal with some of the most innovative clients in the world. So again, like I'm constantly learning when I'm dealing with people and I'm, and I often sort of pinch myself and go, I can't believe I'm talking to people like this and that I get the, I get to spend my days with them. And then at home, you know, I mean, my, my wife is a, is a, she's, she's a real inspiration for me. And she's definitely kind of, you know, I talk about personal growth, like I'm always growing with her. And I'm very lucky to have her and my kids keep me on my toes and keep me humble. And um, I'm the least important person in the house. And they make make me realise that every day. And uh, so yeah, I mean, I'm very lucky. I'm inspired by people day in, day out.
0: And I can tell you still have a passion for the business and obviously for your your family life as well. But in terms of the media business, you can still, I mean, do you feel like a seasoned old timer now? Are you still sort of just as enthusiastic about it? I feel like a pretender.
1: I don't, I don't feel like a seasoned old timer. I'm probably a little bit seasoned, but I definitely feel that when I look down and I'm on a Zoom call and I see how bored I am. But um, I I, I feel like I've still got so much to learn and I've still got a lot to give. And I'm really excited about the future. Genuinely, yeah, I just think, I think, our, honestly, our industry is thriving right now. And I think there's so much change happening and it's just incredibly exciting. And, and I think there's a lot of stuff for us to do to be better. You know, I think there's, you know, in terms of diversity and inclusion, there's a hell of a long way to go. I think there's a lot more that we as a, as an industry can be doing for society and but I'm kind of excited by that challenge and uh, and so um so yeah, I feel really good about where we're going.
0: so if you're in if your children wanted to go into the media business, um, it, it, you would encourage it? I would actually. and 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 um I might not
1: have always said that, but I definitely would say that now, so yeah, I really would encourage it. I think there's just so much it's just a land of opportunity. so yeah, I would.
0: Josh, that's that's great. Thanks so much for your time today. appreciate how busy you are. My Um, pleasure. But yeah, it's been great talking to you. Take care. You too. And that's it. Thanks for listening to another edition of My Media Life brought to you by the World Media Group. And thanks to Josh for those personal insights. Um, Contender for one of media's nicest guys, I'm sure. Uh, To find out more about the group or indeed my media life, do have a look online, worldmediagroup.com, or feel free to reach out to Chief Executive Belinda Barker for more information. That's it for me. Until the next time, do take care.